Welcome to another episode of Mental Health Mondays. We are on episode number 16. What? Here we talk to people who are either in the professional space of the mental health world, uh, guests who experience or live with a mental health challenge, or mental health advocates. And I am so excited to bring up my friend Drew, who is going to talk about her amazing organization all about bullying today. So let me add her into the stream. Welcome, Drew. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. Yeah. So tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Well, um, my name is Drew Alborg, and I'm the executive director and founder, co-founder of Bowling Recovery Resource Center. We're a 501c3 in Denver, Colorado, and our mission is to defend bullied children and help rebuild lives. And uh, we've been doing that since uh, we got our 501c3 in 2017. And we really began our work in 2018, working one-on-one. -on -one. Most of our work is one-on-one -on -one with families. We also have done some advocacy work through uh, legislative uh, process as well. Awesome. I know when you and I connected, I was like, man, it was just such a cool, I mean, conversation that we had and the work that you're doing is so important and definitely something close to my heart. But do you want to tell the audience a little bit about why you started it? Sure. Um, yeah, I think most nonprofits, a lot of us, at least founders, come to this work um, because of something that happened. And I know you can identify with that, Kelly. Um, when my son was in middle school, he was relentlessly bullied um, to the point where he was diagnosed with PTSD, um, depression, anxiety, and suicide ideation. And to the point where he did try to take his life and he has a, a physical disability that did not, he could not, uh, he could not kill himself the way he had planned to. Um, and um, so he, like I said, he was in middle school and uh, we reported the bullying quite often and uh, the school lacked, they did not do much to help us or help him more importantly. Uh, we ended up removing him from the school we filed a lawsuit, we settled a lawsuit. And um, during that process of, you know, um, advocating for him and trying to make some change, uh, we received quite an education about bullying, what it is, what it isn't. Um, there's a, uh, a bullying expert, her name is Barbara Coloroso, who happens to live in Denver that we, we got to know pretty well. And during the process of the lawsuit, we decided we needed to do something as a family to go out and help other people that were in our shoes. Um, our story about what happened happened to be run on Nine News. And after that ran, we had people contacting us from not just in Denver, but across the country. They ran the story in a lot of different markets across the country. And, um, you know, it really solidified that we need to do something to help families walk through bullying what our rights are as parents, what our kids' rights are. Um, and so that's what we do. Um, and no situation, no two situations are alike. Um, you know, and, and I, I can tell you that bullying happens at every type of school, parochial schools, public schools, private schools, charter schools. We have families in all those different categories that we've worked with over the years. Um, so we make sure that, you know, these kids are defended and um, they have a safe place to go to school. 
uh, every child deserves that. Yeah, that's so amazing. I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot of, I mean, nonprofit organizations out there, right? Like helping in the bullying space. But what you guys do is so different because you're like really like in the courts, you're like defending these families and these children. And I just think it's so wonderful, the work that you're doing. And for me, I don't know why, but the demographic of middle school always keeps popping up. Like yeah. when I was, when I was starting to really go on the journey of becoming a speaker, middle school was like that, that range. And I think it was because at least for me, I know, well, cause I went like elementary and then middle school, I transitioned to a different school and I had big glasses and like my, one of my best friends at the time, she like got in with all the popular girls and they were so mean to me. And so I remember like middle school was that pivotal moment. And I feel like it is for a lot of children. Um, I did end up moving from sixth grade into a different school in seventh grade. And that actually really changed everything for me because I found some of my best friends that I'm still friends with to today. Um, but yeah, it's such a pivotal moment for children in general, just mm -hmm. due to hormones and all the other things happening. And now you have to deal with bullying. So yeah. it's, it's such a hard space to be in for sure. Yeah. Statistics say that bullying peaks in middle school. Um, we certainly have our fair share of kids in elementary and high school as well that we've, we've met over the years, but it is absolutely the worst in middle school. And I think you're right. You know, that there's a lot of things at play there. That is, you know, it's a time of, of big evolution for a child too, where, you know, their minds exploding as well as their bodies. And it's, it's a tough, tough time. Yeah. What do you, I mean, so you guys really service families in Colorado. Do you also do outside of Colorado? We have talked to families across the country. Um, we have, um, we know of nonprofits across the country that do somewhat similar things as we do. No one really does exactly what we do that we've been able to find yet, but we usually can refer someone to um, maybe a, a local organization or just give them general advice about what bullying is, what it isn't, how to talk about it. Um, I think that's really important. You know, we don't call people that are bullied, we don't call them victims, they're targets. Um, you know, when a child does possibly throw a punch back or say something back, that's, it's not retaliation. It's actually, they're defending themselves. So it's things like that. We try to, to teach parents, um, you know, whoever needs that information. We're actually uh, in the process of creating videos that kind of address a lot of those things that can help anybody, not just Colorado parents. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause it's definitely, I mean, I guess I just feel like not enough parents, schools, you know, like it's, there's this assumption of like, we all know it happens, but that's not the answer. Like, at least in my mind, like that's not the answer. Like the answer is that we start having these conversations and it's gotta be with parents. It's gotta be with the kids. It's gotta be with the schools and how, how can we change this dynamic so I totally agree. I, um, yeah, it's, it's not a rite of passage. It's not just mean girl phenomenon or, you know, boys will be boys. It's, it's a learned behavior. We don't come out of the womb disliking people because they look different or they act different than us. It's somewhere learned, um, as we grow up to, to dislike somebody for whatever reason. 
Um, and the thing with bullying, we always talk about too, is there's always a difference in power. So if it, that's how you can tell it's bullying versus conflict. Conflict is two equal parties having a disagreement and it could be an incredibly heated disagreement, but it's still conflict. And usually it can be worked out maybe between the two children or with some guidance and coaching from an adult. But bullying has to be stopped. It's not negotiated. It's not like, let's get the kids together and shake hands and it's all done. So, um, you know, my, my husband, who's the director of advocacy, always says that, you know, if it, when this happens as adults, it's, it's called a crime name. It's harassment or it's, you know, it's... Um, stalking or whatever and those are dealt with you know so we got to kind of change our thinking with children too that it's you know the police are involved if that happens or the courts are involved if we're an adult with children it has to be stopped and we got to help them you know we're, we're the responsible adults yeah and that i mean that's a great point that you just mentioned too is like as adults it's not considered bullying it's like domestic violence or abuse right like there's a lot of other words but i think one of the um the thing that popped in my head as you were talking is i at one point had a conversation with a woman who said that in her past she was a bully mm-hmm. and like she talks about it from the side of being a bully and it wasn't intentional it was a learned behavior for her and so i think the other conversation that needs to be had is what's happening in these children's lives that is causing them to understand or, or have this learned behavior because generally from what I have learned and experienced is that most bullies are being bullied themselves potentially at home. And I don't know if that's what you have found. It, that sometimes can be the case, you know um, I think, I've thought a lot about, you know, this year we've, we've been incredibly busy and the bullying seems to be more violent. Um, And, you know, I I have to believe that COVID and and the things that we've gone through as a, as a people have affected all of us. And, you know, if the parents are upset or, you know, there's that tension, I think it can filter down. I agree though, exactly with what she said, the, the child who, who does bully somebody else that needs to be looked at and that child needs intervention and help as well. And I think, you know, there's a lot of schools um, on board with that too. It's, it needs to be looked at, you know, mom and dad need to get involved and see what's going on and how we can help. Yeah. I always, (laughs) I like cringe as I started getting really into like the mental health space and this work that I do now, I, I, the verbiage of like, suck it up or be a man or grow a pair, right? Like, I hate those words now. I'm just like, like, it makes me cringe every time I hear it. And then I have moments, um, like, so my son is six years old and we had a moment, uh, we were in Walmart and he wanted to get, so like, I have nail stickers, um, and I let him wear them like during Halloween, Well, he found, he loves rainbows, like rainbows are his thing. Mm -hmm. And he found some like press on nails when we're at Walmart one day. And I was just like, he's like, mom, I want these. But they were like the legit like press on nails. And I told him no, but I had this debate with myself as a parent because I was like, I'm not allowing my child to express himself. But on the flip side, like I know that kids can be really mean and I don't Mm -hmm. want him to experience that. And so for me, I was like, 
well, am I being a bad parent? Cause I'm not letting him do this, but then am I being a good parent because I'm protecting him? So like I had that internal battle with, I mean, one, I wouldn't actually put like nails on him. I don't want to ruin his nails that he has now, but <laughs> like, it's fine to put the stickers on or if he wants to paint his nails, I know that it's much more accepted these days for boys to have painted nails. So I'm not so worried about that, but yeah, I just, the thing that went through my head was like, man, I don't want him to have people be mean to him. That's right. I, I know it's, it's that, it's that battle that I think we all have. Cause I, you know, I want both my, and my kids are a little older than yours. I have one in college. My son who was, who was bullied is now a freshman in college. And the good news I'll tell everybody here is he's doing okay. I mean, we were, we we're lucky enough that we could get him a lot of help and he did a lot of work and he went to a different school that just, they could not have done a better job um, helping him along and uh, embracing, you know, they, they knew what happened to him and they, they made sure that he, he fit in and had a good experience. And indeed he did. Um, but yeah, I mean, and my daughter, I want her to be able to express herself any way that she wants to, too. And I know that there's, there's people out there that might make fun of her because of something that she might wear or do or say, or, you know, it's really, it's a challenge. It's a challenge being a parent these days in that, you know, it's always a challenge, but yeah. <laughs> well, and I think with social media and all of the other things that they have available now, I mean, I <clears throat> talked to, excuse me, <clears throat> talked to my son and my stepdaughter and I'm like, yeah, back in the day we had a pager and then we'd have to go like use an actual payphone, And they're like, what are you talking about? You know, cause they have access to so much technology. But I think, I mean, I don't think, I know that I've seen a lot of um, um, shows and statistics that it is damaging more so than it is helpful really. So that just adds a whole nother level of trying to be a parent. <laughs> well, and you know, when I was a kid and if I was picked on at school or at, and I was bullied for a little while, nothing to the extent my son went through, it stopped at three o'clock. I walked home and I got, I got a reprieve for almost 12 hours, got to be with mom and dad, watch TV, play with the dog. But these kids don't get that anymore. And, and cyberbullying is just, it's, it's a whole new level and layer and, um, you know, we've had a lot of, a lot of kids that have been cyberbullied that we've, we've worked with over the years. So what are they doing? I mean, with that said, what are they doing now in the courts to, I mean, I know, <clears throat> oh, I have a frog in my throat. I know that we have that big case of the girl that ended up going to jail because she was bullying her boyfriend, right? Like that was national news mm -hmm. across the board. What are they doing now at least in Colorado, to help with cyberbullying? Well, there was, um, we helped get a law passed in 2000, uh, 2021 um, that it was Jack and Kate's law that talks about cyberbullying in schools. If, if the, the relationship between the kids is through school, they have to address it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really good news. And it's, it's very important, you know, and there is laws in other states. There's one in, in, um, it's Texas, and I believe it's a it's a case, if not the one you're referring to, or something similar, where a, a girl asked the the boy to kill himself, and he did. Um, it's against the law to 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 do that in Texas. If you ask someone to go kill themselves, you can be held liable for that action. So you know, I think 
it's interesting that different states have different laws. Um, you know, we're, we're working on that stuff here too, especially with Jack and Kate's law that was passed. You know, we're making it, um, what that did is there's something called the model bowling policy in Colorado that's updated, I think every two to three, I think it's every three years. Um, and it was updated in 2022 and it was just released. Um, and that it's, it's uh, you know, best practices of how to do bowling prevention, that there must be a definition of bowling available to parents and everybody in the handbook. Um, you know, a, a proper way of reporting investigations have to be done if bullying is, is reported. So we're moving forward with that. Um, but there's a long way to go. Yeah. Is there, so I'm curious, like the definition of bullying, is that just based off of like the actual school? Like, can they make up their own definition depending on what they've seen within the school or is there like a standard? There's, there's a recommended and um, uh, bullying.gov. I think that's the one that's most widely used. And that talks about the two things. There's an intent to harm and there's a, and a power uh, difference when there is bullying. Okay. So, and um, you know, the, the expert we work with, Barbara Coloroso says if, if it's left unabated, terror will happen. And that's, unfortunately, most of the parents that we deal with, that's already happened. You know, the, the child is terrified. So, but I think, you know, bullying.gov does a pretty good job with their definition. It could be expanded. And some schools do expand on that, I believe, as well, to talk about the different types of bullying, the physical, the verbal, the relational, cyberbullying. Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's so many different layers, I feel like, to bullying, right? Like you had mentioned earlier that what you've seen lately is a lot more violence, in bullying in general and that I mean not that it blows my mind but it kind it does in a way right like I I understand the verbal yeah. bullying and all of that but now it's like this and I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna blame it on the pandemic but it potentially right like right. we're all mammals and we need other people and we're having kids go in and out of school and now like the social structure is kind of getting all jumbled up and so maybe that's something I don't know that just popped in my head like is that maybe what's causing more violence or is it just like more access to games like social media I don't know yeah, and I don't know if there's a definitive answer. I'd say probably yes to all of the above. Um, but, you know, a lot of kids are home for, what, close to a year. Mm -hmm. And especially our younger folks, that's that's a year of social skills that they don't get to work on, really. And um, so I think that's had a huge effect on our kids. Um, I read articles during the pandemic about these kids that were thrilled that they didn't have to go to school. Those kids that were that were bullied at school were, were thrilled to be online and doing their studies. Um, I think it's affected all of us, you know, um, but especially our young folks. I mean, I've got a fully formed brain, so do you, but these, these younger people, it's still, you know, and, and from a mental health perspective, right? If I know when a young person feels bad, they don't know if it's ever going to end. You and I know that tomorrow's a different day or with work, this is going to feel better or just, you know, give it an hour and it's going to switch or change a little bit. But with a young person, they just, it's, it feels like it's always going to be this bad. Mm -hmm. And that's why the work you do is so darn important. 
Yeah. And I'm so grateful. I've always, that's who BRC that's, we try to partner ourselves with mental health, especially mental health use working with youth. Mm -hmm. Um, because it just, we go hand in hand, you know, we're all trying to reduce that, that suicide number with our, you know, and, and, you know, as well as I do, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty bad in Colorado. Um, and so I think we're all trying to do our best to, to reduce that number. So I, yeah. I thank you for your work, Kelly. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> my grant team, so I have a grant team and they brought me a bunch of stats and the one that blew me away the most was, I mean, in Colorado, uh, suicide has been the second leading cause of death for a while, right? But mm -hmm. now, ages 14 to, or 12 to 14, it's now the first leading cause of oh. death. And I was like, what? Like, and so it kind of brought me back to that middle school range, right? Like, we're not doing enough for the middle school. And I know that uh, one of the very first mental health first aid classes that we did in 2018, we had a mother and her grandma of a nine-year-old that had just completed suicide oh. and it was due to bullying and they tried and tried. They moved him from one school to another school to another school. And it was just, he was outwardly gay at nine mm -hmm. and his mom was allowing him to express himself, which she has that right. And he should have that right. But at that age, kids were so mean that he ultimately ended up dying by suicide. And that was a big shocker to me. I mean, if a nine-year-old knows how to do that or that that's even a thought, like that just put me in a place of like something needs to change. Yeah, absolutely. I had a thought grow across my mind. There is a, a study that was done in the UK and it's rather old. I think it's 2004. But they they looked at all the kids that had uh, had died by suicide, and fifty percent of them had been bullied. Wow! Yeah. So there's there is a link there. Yeah. So that's what you know. That's what we're trying to do is affect that link. So tell me a little bit more. I mean, well, that was not the thought that just went in my head. Um, tell the audience actually, like. If they need your services, how can they find you? Um, you can find us online, bullyingrecoveryresourcecenter.org or bullyingrrc.org. Um, you know, we're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So you can find us that way as well. Um, you know, we're always available by phone. We're really good about getting back to people, usually within 24 hours. We work... <laughs> at night we work on the weekends um and, and we do that because we know sometimes like by a saturday morning a parent's ready to pull their hair out and it's like i i don't know what to do um a lot of a lot of people found us by word of mouth but we are starting to grow and people are finding us we have more advocates now so we have more people to be able to help the influx of parents that are calling us or or emailing us we have a um online we have an actual form that you can fill out and tell us just a little bit about your situation and we'll give you a call back awesome and i did so if and if you're watching i dropped all your links in the comments so yeah so you can find across the board um and so really it's like parents who are at the wit's end of mm -hmm. i mean the school's not helping maybe like whatever's happening they're not getting any help Right. And it's really more of finding if 
you need to go like the legal route or just getting help with bullying. Correct. Right. Right. You know, we, we, we obviously try to do everything we can up to a legal level, but we do work with lawyers in town. We work with amazing lawyers in town, by the way, uh, that work in the educational arena and civil rights. Um, so, you know, especially a child who is, um, uh, who is different, you know, race, gender, you know, all those things, those protected categories, uh, they, it is the responsibility of the school to take care of those kids. So sometimes, you know, a lawyer needs to get involved to make sure that the school knows, um, you know, that they, they are entitled to a fair and, and honest education, you know, in a safe environment. So your advocates really go out and work directly with the school. Yeah, I mean, we work with the parents. Sometimes the parents want to advocate on their own, so we'll, we'll help uh, teach them some things and their rights um, and how to talk about bullying. Like I said, the, the language sometimes needs to change, especially with schools. My husband was out at a school this morning uh, in Cherry Creek and ultimately ended really well. You know, they, they end up listening. They're going to help the child that's, that's uh, being, that is a target of bullying. He's going to move to a different school. Um, And that's what the family wanted. Mm. So, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of success stories that way too, but it's, it's, um, you know, usually our, our struggles come with sometimes the school administration, actually almost all the time with the school administration. So, um, you know, ideally we go in and educate and talk about what it is and the school makes some changes and protects the child and, and, you know, life can move on. Nice. Yeah. We're actually, um, so BCC evolution synced up with, uh, Cherry Creek schools recently. And so we're actually going to start doing mental health first aid for the staff. Um, good. Yeah. So we're, we're rolling out. We're going to have our first class in April with like security and staff. And then hopefully this summer we can get some of the teachers in there, but um, it's just been a challenge with the teachers since there's no substitutes across the board. So we're, I'm, I'm trying to infiltrate (laughs) into the school districts. Yeah. (laughs) Put me out of business. I would love it. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I know. Definitely. Um, any like advice or tips or tricks that you can give any parents that are watching that might. I, you know, I was thinking, I I thought you might ask something like this. And when my husband and I were going through, um, what was going on with, with our son and, uh, we came across an article and it's by Singh Whitson. Anyway, she talks about, and I'll post it again on our, our Facebook page because it's one of my favorites. She talks about as a parent, like how we really need to listen to our kids and um, it's, it's a time not to lecture or time to problem. You know, I'm going to put on my, I'm going to go in and knock some heads together. It's, it's not that time. It's time to really listen to our kids and tell them that, you know, they did nothing wrong. They didn't deserve what happened. And together you're going to come up with some ideas um, and it talks about parents needing to put on a superhero cape. And sometimes it is going to a school board meeting or going back to the school multiple times or writing yet another email about another bullying event that's happened. It's a time to be relentless. And I can tell you what, it was the most challenging part of my life was when my son was going through 
the bullying and even after that, because that's when all the mental health stuff hit them. And um, I, there were some days I just didn't know I could go on. But, I, you know, as parents, we do. And I made a lot of mistakes along the way. And, you know, I like sharing those, too. I Part of me didn't want to believe that it was as bad as he was saying. And, you know, the other thing I would tell parents, too, if a child is opening up about bullying, not only listen but kind of be prepared that it could be a lot worse than what they're telling you. Um, not just my kiddo, but I've heard this from a lot of parents. It comes out in little eyedroppers about what's going on, what they're being called, what's going on every day, how everybody's getting up from the lunch table when they sit down. And it's, you know, that my son would tell you probably today that that's what hurt him more than the physical bullying that he endured. It was the, the relation, we call it relational bullying, the shunning, the, you know, telling secrets behind someone's back. Um, and that can happen online too, obviously. Um, that probably left the deeper scars than anything else. Yeah. So what I'm hearing really is make sure one, you're listening and not, not sitting there putting on your fix it hat, right? Like instead of put on your superhero cape and then advocate, I mean, really like advocate, 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 and maybe ask the layered questions of, Hey, is that what is really happening? You know, like don't assume, but maybe try to get more of the picture or more of the story. Because like you said, kids, most of the time don't want to tell the whole truth. I mean, just because maybe they don't understand either what's happening potentially. Um, so just make sure that you're advocating and, and talking to the schools, talking to whomever will listen as much as possible, but advocate, advocate yeah. for your children. And, and really be there for them. You know, if they need to talk, you drop, you close your computer, you know, mm -hmm. you turn off your phone and you're there with them. Um, it's hard to get out of kids <laughs> too. Yeah. So, yeah. There's one create. other thing that came across my mind as you were as you were talking, and it's it just kind of slipped away. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say create that safe space. Yes. Give them a voice, um, because sometimes they feel like they don't have enough of a voice to actually say what is happening. So. Well, and if you think about you know our job is your job is to run a charity. My job is to run a charity, and yeah, but a child's job is to go to school and be successful at school. And that means grades, but that, that also means the social game too. And that social game is, you know, is infiltrated with bullying um, social, you know, it's, they feel like they might be failing. Yeah. So it's, um, it can be really hard for somebody to talk about what they're not doing right. Or they feel, you know, a, a, you know, a bully child can feel like they're doing something wrong. I brought this on myself type thing, which it's, that's not the truth. No child ever deserves to be bullied. No, definitely not. And teach your kids how to be kind also. Absolutely. That's another thing we talk about in the charity a lot and becoming an upstander. So standing up, if you see something inappropriate happening, stand up or at least go afterwards and talk to the target. Are you okay? Mm -hmm. Do you want to report it together? How can I help you come sit with me? Those things, that, and you could probably attest to this too, those things save lives. Yeah, definitely. And something that I'm trying to incorporate into 
when I'm finally able to get into the middle schools. <laughs> so yeah, no. And I mean, I, the same goes for, uh, talking to professionals, talking to psychologists, talking to your general care doctors, like make sure that you're advocating for your children in both spaces. Yes. So yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, there was something else that popped in my head too. And I can't remember. Man, <laughs> see, I know, right? Yeah. No, I just, I mean, I wholeheartedly appreciate the work that you're doing. It's not an easy place to be by any means, because I know that you're helping so much, but it's also a challenging space to be, especially when, you know, your child went through it and it's almost like that reliving of, what happened right every single day so Sometimes, um yeah yeah oh the question that popped in my head if you so if you had a magic wand and you were able to implement anything within colorado or across the u.s like what would be that thing that you would want to implement you know i the, a lot of the research i've done and, and over the years is talks about like those schools that are have less bullying or more successful with bullying and you touched on it just a minute ago is is where kindness is part of the culture mm. you know it's it's uh, you know um it's modeled by everybody in the school all the adults from people serving lunches to the school bus drivers um it's part of the curriculum you know when you read a book you can talk about you can talk about bullying, you can talk about kindness, you can talk about how, you know, Dick and Jane might have done something a little differently that would have been better or kinder. Um, so, I, you know, if if that is truly can be embedded in our schools, I think we'll see less. It's not going to go away, but it, it can be reduced. I truly believe it can be reduced. Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Any last thoughts? I don't think so. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. And like I said, I love the work you do. I'm, I'm going to take the mental health first aid class. I'm so excited. Yay. I think that'll be, you know, so beneficial. I'll probably end up getting all my posse in there eventually too. Nice. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and what uh, Bowling Recovery Resources does and um, Resource Center. <laughs> like, get it all. <laughs> BRRC. That, you know. <laughs> but I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kelly. All right, y'all. That was another episode, amazing episode of Mental Health Mondays. Again, where we talk to professionals, whether in the, they're in the mental health space or someone who experiences or lives with a mental health challenge or mental health advocates. So go check out uh, Drew's organization. They are incredible in the bullying space. Again, like she said, advocate kindness, listening is really, really important when you're talking with your children, put things away and actually truly listen non-judgmentally. And this is another episode of Mental Health Mondays. We can't do this without our supporters. So become a mental health or a warrior for mental health and you'll get this super cool shirt. I know it's always hard to see my shirt, but um, for only $20 or more per month, you get your awesome shirts and you can show the world that you are also a warrior for mental health. And that allows us to bring even more content, more education to you and 
everyone. So thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next Monday. We're here every Monday at 11, 11-ish 11 a.m. on Mondays. All right. Bye, y'all.